Welcome to Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. Are you hungry to hear more about our beautiful Savior Jesus? Well, the Bible declares that grace and peace are multiplied to us in the knowledge of Jesus. Join me for revelatory teaching, interviews with leaders in the body of Christ, and testimonies of God's goodness in your life. Thanks for joining the conversation to reveal more of Jesus to a hurting world today. Hey everybody, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in Heaven. I've got a great show for you today. Just recently, I had the privilege of sitting down with pastor and author Tom Loud of Unlocking Kingdom Power, and we had a really great conversation about keys to unlocking divine power in your life. If you are believing uh, that you can do the works that Jesus said you could do, greater works than he Uh, This episode is for you. But before we get started, I want to give a quick shout out to our Christina Prayer Ministry sponsors who help support the mission to unite the body of Christ and fulfill the Great Commission with love. A big shout out to Gopher Ministries who provides all of our equipment for our gospel events. Davis Financial Services who does all of our financial accounting Harvest Family Network, through which I am licensed and ordained, and Life-Changing Productions, who helps put together evangelistic events to reach our city for Jesus. If you or your organization are interested in becoming a CPM sponsor, you can find out more information on our website at ChristinaPereira.org. Do you have a loved one special occasion coming up? and don't know what to get them, well, now you can sponsor an episode of Revealing Jesus in their name. And you can give them a special dedication message read on air. It makes a great gift. To find out more information, just go to christinaperreira.org slash podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Plexus Living Free. It's hard to be and do all that God has called us to do, world changers, light of the world, when you don't feel your best. Most of the health issues that we deal with today have the same roots of poor gut health, blood sugar imbalance, and inflammation. But you can address those issues with Plexus plant-based products. You guys, I have to tell you, I have been on the Plexus bandwagon for the last two months and I'm so thankful. I've noticed some big changes in my body. I have so much more energy than I used to and I'm sleeping better and a lot has changed. I'm really thankful for that. If you're encountering issues with weight gain and blood sugar imbalance and things like that, I would highly recommend you check out the Plexus products. And I'm so thankful if you click on the link I've provided in the show notes, you can receive 10% off your welcome package and free VIP membership. It's a health assessment quiz, and once you tell them what you need, they'll recommend uh, the right products to fit you best. So thanks so much for being a Revealing Jesus listener. I've got a great resource for you guys today. I've got an amazing book called Chosen, Appointed for Favor, Destined for Greatness by Michelle McLean Walters. And right now it's on sale through Charisma. This book will help show you how you can live in the fullness of your identity as God's chosen ones. I know this powerful resource is going to equip you guys to help fulfill your God-given destiny. We need each and every one of us declaring the goodness of God in this hour, and I'm so excited to bring this to you guys. And as always, when you when you purchase our resources, you help support Revealing Jesus, and I'm so thankful for that. So without further ado, let's listen in on my conversation with Tom Loud. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I am your host, Christina, and I'm so excited to have you with me here today. I hope and I pray that you are doing well right where you are 
and enjoying the continuously flowing favor of grace pouring from our beautiful Savior and Father in heaven. I've got a great show for you today. I have an amazing leader in the body of Christ with me. He is the pastor of Shoreline Full Gospel Fellowship, and he is the author of Unlocking Kingdom Power. Welcome to the podcast, Tom Loud. Thank you, Christina. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, well, it's an honor and pleasure, and I'm so excited. I've, I've loved reading through your book, Unlocking Kingdom Power, and it was really resonating with my heart. Um, I've told our listeners so much about you. Is there anything about you that you can tell them, maybe something personal, just to help get to know you? Well, I think the thing that uh, I'd like to communicate concerning the personal is, is this, is that uh, a lot of people have been brought up in church and they're perhaps their father was a pastor or they were as a child in Sunday school. Um, and so with that kind of upbringing, you know, certain things are basically programmed into you. You know, there's certain way of believing, a certain way of thinking. But I was one of those people that had no kind of training in spiritual things at all. And at age 17, I was approached by a young man who gave me the gospel for the first time in a way that I could actually understand it. And so he was, uh, he was preaching to a clean slate. I had nothing to unlearn. So mm. I was completely open to everything God might want to teach. And it's been, uh, you know, it's been quite an experience, quite an adventure because um, I didn't know anything, started out not knowing anything. And God immediately put his hand upon me and started speaking to me and teaching me things. And, and so much of what he's taught me are, are things that, uh, you know, I've learned by the, by the Holy Spirit. Uh, I've had people that I look up to that are good teachers, but the Holy Spirit kind of had a blank slate when it came to me. And, and for me, that was exactly, you know, the best way to go because I, I didn't feel like I had, uh, you know, had to meet the expectations of my family or live up to what my father was teaching me. I was just saying, Lord, wherever you want to take me, here I am, take me. Mm, I love that so much. I really do. You know, I, I grew up in a Christian household and there were definitely some things I had to unlearn. But then when, you know, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit and God showed up so powerfully, I was like a kid in the candy store because I had no grid and he would just do yeah. stuff. And it was fantastic. Yeah. I remember sitting in some prayer groups and my friends were like, oh, he just touched you or we have a word for that. And they would tell me what it was. And I'd be like, oh, yeah. wow, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, it was all new to me. In fact, the, the person that uh, introduced me to the Lord, um, he was a, a young uh, black Pentecostal fella mm. that his father was the pastor. So I honestly, where I was brought up, I didn't even know any black people at the time, this long time ago. <laughs> and so this is the first one I've met. And he tells me about this, this other world because he was uh, um, talking about things like speaking in tongues. I've never heard of that. You know, baptism of the Holy Spirit, I've never heard of that. And, uh, you know, all I had ever thought church was is the place, you know, you might go on Easter and you do a lot of yawning. And when you get done, you get to eat, you know, that's what I thought it was. But this was like a baptism of fire. I mean, uh, the Pentecostal church uh, in the black community is very vivacious, you know. So I was just thrust into this world of like spectacular things happening. And it was yes. a real eye opener. But, I, but I'm glad I started that way. You know, it was, it was, it was a wonderful experience. Oh, I absolutely love that. Thank goodness for Pentecostal friends. That's how I got started too, or charismatic. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't know exactly what she yeah. was at the time, but she was, sure. she started telling me about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I was like, God, if this is you, I want it. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was so hungry and so desperate for yeah. a real living um, experience in the supernatural, you know, and you, you kind of started talking about that a little bit in your book you know, unlocking kingdom power, five keys to divine healing. You know, my heart was just so broken. I, I was experiencing a very profound sickness at the time. Uh, I was in, in my early twenties, newly married, had just given up my job because I was, they had diagnosed me with um, a bunch of different autoimmune diseases. My immune system had crashed. Ooh. They had told me that I, you know, was developing um, blood cancer. Actually, they thought I had multiple oh my myeloma. Yeah, it was pretty horrific. Um, 
but God showed up in the absolute midst of it. And he took what would have been a horrible situation. And he, he began to teach me, he began to reveal stuff, much like you had said, you know, he brought teachers into, into my life who would confirm things and spiritual mothers and fathers who would confirm things, but he would begin to teach me. And, um, it was just, it took what would have been a very difficult time and it made it into something really beautiful, but you talked about a bunch of different keys to unlocking the kingdom power. And, um, you went through a lot of different testimonies in your book and, and I absolutely loved hearing them. Can you tell me about your favorite healing testimony so far? Which one has impacted you the most? Well, there are literally thousands of miracles that I've seen since the Lord gave me a revelation and how to walk in these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I often uh, use the one that is what I think kind of the most bizarre, the most interesting to me, which Mm -hmm. in my YouTube channel, you can find it under Rekidding Miracle. So so what happened was um, I was training a man who uh, was a hospital chaplain he came up to be trained because I have people that show up on Thursdays I I have a kind of an open door policy and people come from actually all over the world to be trained in marketplace ministry so a man came up who was a hospital chaplain and uh, I trained him and and he he got it and he was you know walking in the miraculous and and uh you know I hadn't seen him then for a couple months and one day he showed up on our church doorstep on a Sunday morning and he had a couple with him and uh, he brought the couple in. He says, Tom, I brought these people because uh, I wanted you to pray for them. And I mm-hmm. said, well, sure, I'll pray for them. But I'm between two services. So I've only got like 10 minutes. So it has to be quick. Mm-hmm. So he said, well, OK. So he uh, brought these people in and he introduced me to them. I've never met them in my life. You know, and he said, this is Scott, this is Tanya. And um they have a number of issues. So I took them in a prayer room and I said, okay, well, let's go because we got to do this fast. And so Scott tells me about his wife and says, so Tanya has breast cancer. Mm. And I said, okay, all right, we got to pray for that. But I didn't really have the time to really take with them and be really cordial and say, you know, um, what are you going through right now? You know, what, what, what has God shown you? I just had to go like, well, let's get this over with because I have to move on (laughs) because Mm -hmm. I was in a hurry. So it's like, okay, well, let me pray for that. So I prayed for her and I said, I command this cancer to go right now in Jesus' name. I go, so what's next? You know, And, and I told her to go to the doctor because uh, after I pray for people that have some kind of internal disorder, I don't just say, then go your way, you're healed, stop taking your pills. I say, go to the doctor and let them verify. You know, So I said, go to the doctor. And he, I said, what else? He goes, well, she also has a terrible back problem. She fell off a horse as a young woman. And um, she now, for 15 years, has been taking 15 Vicodin a day. That's a lot of Vicodin. And so she was, um, you know, hooked on Vicodin uh, because of pain, but she also had the pain still. It was just a little bit less with the Vicodin. So I said, okay, let me pray for her back. So I prayed for her back. I said, in Jesus' name, all this back pain, go. Everything be healed, you know. I just moved. I said, okay, what's next? And he goes, well, uh, I have back problems. I said, okay, well, um, sit down. Is it lower back? He said, yes. I said, sit down. And often when it's lower back problems, um, you'll find often that one of the, one of their legs is longer than the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, upper back's different, but the lower back's often uh, one leg is short. So they walk out of kilter, you know, and, and, and it causes back problems. So I sat him down and one of his legs was shorter than the other. So I said to his wife that was sitting there, and she had never experienced anything miraculous. In fact, he told me later that she uh, is Northern European. He says he says she won't even pray with people. She's like will not, you know, be very extroverted about Christianity at all. She's very quiet. But I told her, I said, "Okay, lady, come over here. Now, <laughs> see that short leg? I said, command it to come out now in Jesus' name." And she's like, oh, "Okay, come out now." And it grew right out. So I said, "So stand up, Scott." check your back. And he goes, well, pain's gone. I go, okay, what else? He goes, well, I had some surgery and I have a nerve problem. A nerve was cut in one of my legs. And so I can't feel a certain area of my leg. I said, okay, well, I'll pray for that. I command the nerve to come back to life right now, be reconnected in Jesus name. I go, what else? He goes, uh, 
Well, he goes, um, I've had kidney failure. Both of my kidneys have failed completely. And um, so I just recently got a transplant from my brother-in-law. So I have one working kidney and it's a transplant. And he said, I'd like you to pray that that really takes hold and doesn't get rejected and that it works out for me so that I have a kidney that works. So I said, okay. And I put my hand on him. And this is him telling me the story later because I didn't remember half of this. He says, put your hand on me. He said, kidneys, you know, new kidneys now. And then I said, okay, is that it? They go, that's it. I go, well, I got to go. And I just left. <laughs> and I had, I, had to, I had to preach a message, you know? Yeah. And so, so I forgot all about them because it was just all this happened. He says it's the uh, five miracles in seven minutes, you know? So, <laughs> so all this it. happened in seven minutes. So he goes away. And um, months later, I, I get a call from this man. He says, hey, this is Scott Hoyt. I go, I don't know who you are, but okay, nice to meet you. He goes, you know, I'm the guy who you prayed for. I go, no, I don't remember. He goes, well, you remember you prayed for me and my wife. Uh, so-and-so brought us to you. I go, okay, I kind of remember you. He goes, you remember what you prayed for my wife? I said, no, I don't remember. <laughs> he says, well, she had, uh, she had breast cancer, you know? And he goes, uh, I'd like to take you to lunch and tell you the whole story. I said, okay. So I met him for lunch and he goes, so let me tell you what happened that day. He says, my wife had breast cancer, took her back to the doctor the next following week, I guess. And he said, they did all the tests. She completely clean. She has no cancer at all. I said, well, praise the Lord. That's a great testimony. Thank you for relating that to me. And he goes, but there's more. I go, oh, there is. He goes, yeah, do you remember about her back? She fell off her, a horse. I go, no, I don't remember that. He goes, well, yeah, she had back pain like eight out of 10 for 15 years. She took 15 Vicodin a day. He said, after that day, she never took another Vicodin. She has no back pain. She's perfectly healed. I said, wow, that's, that's even better. Thank you. That's a great testimony. He goes, but there's more. I go, what else? He goes, he goes, you remember my leg was short? I go, no, I don't remember that. He goes, yeah, you told my wife to, to tell it to come out. He goes, well, my back was healed that day and it's been healed ever since. I said, well, that's fantastic. He goes, but there's more. I go, what else? He goes, do you remember I said I had a, a nerve cut in surgery? I go, no, I don't remember that. He goes, well, yeah. And you said, uh, you know, nerves be healed right now. And he goes, and now I can, ha I have total feeling in that leg. I go, well, that's really great. He goes, but here's the big one. I go, what else? He goes, do you remember me telling you about my kidneys failing? I said, no, I don't remember that. <laughs> he goes, well, yeah, both my kidneys had failed. Now here's something that I did not know, but I, I'm familiar with it now because I've talked to other people. If both of your kidneys fail and they give you a transplant, I just thought they'd probably take out the kidneys that don't work, but they mm -hmm. don't do that. They just leave them in. Okay, if they're not causing any trouble, they just leave them in there. So, so he had a transplant plus his two dead kidneys. And uh, so he said, you said, you know, um, new kidneys now. And he goes, I went back to my doctors. I've been checked out. He says, now I have all three kidneys working, right? And he says, so I have three, I'm the guy for three kidneys. And he says, uh, my uh, uh, urine chemistry is like the cleanest, like in the United States now. <laughs> and, and the doctors have posted the results and it's like, it's at the top in the nation of anybody <laughs> you're checking for you know, how, how well your system's filtering. He's like his people have had transplants. He's at the top. So the three kidneys was one that kind of caught me off guard. And, and I've just always thought that was a funny thing, but it's, it's a really cool thing. Oh my gosh. When I was reading that testimony in your book, I felt the laughter of the Lord just erupt through me when you talked yeah. about the three kidneys. Yeah. That was just so incredible. Isn't that just like Jesus? You had no time, yeah. um, but you were just like, all right, let's command it to be healed. It truly is Jesus. It has nothing yeah. to do with us, That's you know, right. and it's, it's him working through us. And I always tell people, we don't really do the miracles. We point people to the miracle work in God and he does it. And yeah. it takes all of the pressure off. Kind of like we're, um, you know, if you have your phone and you have, you're playing some music through a Bluetooth speaker, it's like the speaker is just, you know, producing sound that's coming from your phone. And it's kind of like, we're standing there as God's speaker, you know, his Bluetooth speaker. And yeah. we're just speaking life into them. But really the source is him. It's his Holy Spirit. It's not us, but we're, we're the speaker who's speaking it out into this natural world. And, and then God does the miracle. 
Amen. I love it. We're just his willing vessels and we just say yes to him. You know, you said something. um, I thought that was really powerful in in your book. You said uh, Jesus plainly and truthfully stated whoever believes in him would do these things. That includes you and that includes me. And once I came into agreement with this simple truth, miracles began to happen in my ministry. Yeah. Can, you, can you tell me about your walk with coming into agreement with that? Because I can really relate to that struggle. Sometimes we have this idea that not everything is for us, but really under yeah. the new covenant, Jesus has truly leveled the playing field. I mean, we are all dependent upon the grace of God. There's not one of us who has anything that doesn't come from him and his mercy and his grace and what he's done. Can you talk about coming yeah. into agreement with that? First thing you have to come into agreement. This is one of the keys, you know, where it talks about five keys. One of the keys that you start off with is our identity in Christ. So humility would say, uh, you know, I'm a sinner. I'm nothing. Uh, I, I'm powerless. I'm, you know, I, I falter all the time and, and I'm, I'm not a great Christian. But humility isn't what God says about us. He talks about the word being a mirror, and we look into the mirror, and uh, the mirror is the word of God. And so here's the thing. When you look into a mirror, you see your own face. That's what you see. And so the word of God defines who we are, and the word says we're sons and daughters of the king, and Mm -hmm. that we are sons and daughters of the highest king that there is in the whole universe and all of creation, and that we are heirs to all of his promises, all of them, and that we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, Mm -hmm. and that we are no longer sinners, but we're called saints, Mm -hmm. and that everything Jesus did, we can do also, and greater works, because that's what the word says. I have to come into agreement with that, rather than say, no, I can't do that. I'm not enough. Well, on my own, I'm not enough, but the new me, who is made in, in God's image and likeness, the new me has been equipped with all of these things, so that I can do exactly what Christ did. And we say, well, we can't do what Christ did, but the word says, yes, you can do the works he did and greater mm-hmm. works than these because I go to the father. So we have to agree with what the word says about us. Cause if we say, I can't do it. We're disagreeing with what he says. He says, you can do it. Mm-hmm. If we say I'm, I'm unworthy. He says, he says, no, you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So we have to begin to agree with it. When you say that sounds awfully pride filled. No, it's pr- not pride filled. It's just facts. It's the word is true. And what the word says is true. So either we agree with it or we don't agree with it. Mm-hmm. So we have to come into agreement with that. And then um, the breakthrough for me, I uh, being a believer in all the things of the spirit being still in existence today, you know, all the gifts of the spirit um, from when I first got saved, I've always believed that. So I believed in healing. I believed in word of knowledge, prophecy, you know, all those discerning of spirits. I believe all that is still in operation. So there wasn't a problem of me not believing God could do miracles today and that God could do miracles through, through, through us, mm-hmm. but it wasn't happening. That's just fact of the matter. So, uh, I would pray for people, um, for healing. And I would pray and I would exert all the faith I could exert and I'd stand in faith. But honestly, I saw pretty much nothing. Mm. And then I'd, I'd look at others in the church and I'd look at other churches and churches that believe in these things. And I'd see a lot of people praying with all their might, but I didn't see a lot of the miraculous happening. I really didn't. Mm. Um, I saw a lot of people praying with, with earnest intent, but I didn't see a lot of healings, uh, almost nothing. So I was a little bit grieved about this. It's like, Lord, you know, these things are supposed to be in, in, in church today. And I'm not seeing them. I hear about some guy in Africa at a big rally and people are blind eyes are opening and deaf ears are opening. But here at home, I'm not seeing it in church. And, uh, you know, maybe it's in some other organization, some other church. So I go to the other ones and it's like, no, it's all about the same everywhere. A lot of people walking around with a lot of faith laying hands on people, but not a lot of things happening. Mm. So I was grieved, didn't know what was going on. And one day I was in my office and uh, my secretary was watching a video and she said, Pastor Tom, you got to see this video. I said, all right, what is it? Well, there was a man on the video named Pete Cabrera Jr. And I'd never heard of him. He's, he's a friend of mine now, but I'd never heard of him. Um, just a 
a young Hispanic man who lived in Kansas and he ran a soup kitchen. And when the people would come in for the soup kitchen, he'd pray for them. So this was a lot of raw video of him praying for people. Mm. And so this man was praying for people on these videos and I was seeing healings for the first time with my eyes from these videos that were bigger than anything I'd ever seen on TV or in the church. I mean, right before your eyes. And it was healing after healing. And they were magnificent healings. And I'm thinking, who is this guy, you know? And I, I researched on the internet, trying to look for, you know, is this guy for real or is he a fake? And I couldn't find anything bad at the time. So I said, I'm going to look further into it. So I tried to contact him from his YouTube channel. And uh, it was hard to get a hold of him. But eventually he, he took my number and he called me. And he said, uh, hi, Pastor Tom. This is Pete Cabrera. He says, what can I do for you? I said, wow, I've got some questions for you. I've seen some outrageous videos of yours of things happening that I've never seen in my life. Uh, even in the biggest ministries, I've never seen these kind of miracles. And I said, so I got a question for you. And this was the crux of it. I saw him praying for this one woman one time where he didn't say, she could not raise her arm. She had had many surgeries to her shoulder and she couldn't raise her arm above, you know, parallel to the ground. And, um, this one time he prayed for her, he put his hand on her shoulder and just looked into her eyes and he said, nothing at all. And then he said, put your hand above your head. She put it right above her head. She hadn't been able to do that in years. And she just starts freaking out, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm healed, I'm healed. And I said, I'm a little bit, uh, you know, concerned here. You didn't say anything that time. You didn't say in the name of Jesus and use a powerful prayer. You just looked at her. So I've got to know what was going on inside your head? Because there was something that happened that wasn't on the video. We couldn't see it because it was silent. Mm. So I got to know what your mindset is when you're having doing these healings. And, he's, and, he, and he let me know too, um, you know, through some of his videos, he's, he says, by the way, I don't have the gift of healing. So I had to just check that off the list. He doesn't have the gift. So what were you doing? And he said, wow. well, actually, Tom, uh, when I was praying for her, he says, actually, I wasn't thinking of anything at all. I said, what? He goes, I wasn't thinking of anything at all. I go, you weren't thinking of anything. No, nothing. I said, weren't you praying on the inside? Weren't you like praying in the spirit? He says, no, I wasn't thinking of anything at all. And I said, what? And then I said, he said, and I wasn't feeling anything either. I said, so you're telling me you laid your hands on this woman. You weren't thinking anything. You weren't feeling anything. And yet she got healed. He said, that's what I'm telling you. I said, how do you explain it? He said, I don't know. So now I'm baffled. And I thought he was going to tell me the secret. Well, inside my mind, I visualized the shoulder being knit back together or something, but there was nothing. He said, I thought nothing. So now I'm really frustrated. I hang up the phone thinking, I thought this guy was going to give me the answer, mm. but he gave me nothing. Mm. And as I hung up the phone, I was kind of frustrated. And I said to the Lord, what do I do with that? You know, what do I do with that answer? He thought nothing. and I saw a vision right before my eyes and a scripture flashed before my eyes that I wasn't reading that day or hadn't read even recently. It came out of the blue and it was Romans 8, 6. Okay. And uh, in the King James, it says this, it says, for the carnal mind is enmity against God. It's not subject to the laws of God, neither can it be. So basically I'm going to break that down. Here's what that means. In, a, in the revelation that God gave me, in the moment I saw that scripture, he gave me a revelation. He says, he says, your natural mind, your carnal mind, your human mind, you know, he says, it's not, it's hostile towards God. I said, well, that's kind of weird. My natural mind has some issue with God. So why does it have an issue with God? It's hostile towards God. And Lord, let me know, you know, your natural mind is hostile towards God because your natural mind is natural. It's of this earth. And uh, um, the things of God are spiritual. And to the natural mind, these things are foolishness, which is what the Bible said. And so when you tell your natural mind to believe in something it cannot see, it says, uh, I don't get that. You have to show me. You have to let me see it. You have to explain that. And But that's what the Bible does all the time. It says, believe in things you cannot see. <laughs> so he says, your carnal mind's at enmity against me. And then he said, it's not subject to the laws of God or the word of God. He says, and it can't be, it can never be subject to it. So what the Lord showed me, he says, your carnal mind is never going to bow its knee to the word and say, yeah, I agree with that, that whatever the word says, I agree with And your carnal mind cannot be retrained to believe the word. 
Now, uh, that sounds a little bit strange, but all my life since I had been a Christian, I've been trying to retrain my natural mind to come mm -hmm. into agreement with God's word. So mm -hmm. I would read the word, I'd speak it out loud and hope that my mind would sooner or later catch it and say, okay, I got it. I've got faith now. But really, every time I prayed for people, my carnal mind, my natural mind would be in the background saying, what if it doesn't work? You know, What if, uh, if, it, if it doesn't work, you're going to look like a fool and you're going to make a fool of Christ. And so the Lord showed me what you need to do is stop trying to get your natural mind on board. You need to mm. shift it out of gear when you pray for people. You need to pray with authority, speak the words in authority. Turn off your natural mind from all that chatter that's in the background. What if it doesn't work? I, I, I feel nervous. This feels weird. Whatever it is, shut it off and allow the mind of the spirit just to be present because it says, but we have the mind of Christ. And the Bible says that a doubly minded man is unstable in all his ways. So we have two minds to draw from the natural mind that every man in earth has and the spirit mind, it's mind of the spirit, mind of Christ, which mm. all believers have. So I thought I understood the revelation, but I had to put it to the test. And I said, okay, Lord, I'm going to test this theory that I think you just explained to me right now. I'm going to test it today. And if it works, I'm going to tell the world. But if it doesn't work, I'm kind of done with it. So I went out on the streets looking for somebody who was, had a physical problem. And I found a young lady. She was only about 32. And she had a walker. And she could barely walk. And I came up to her and I said, excuse me, could I ask you, you know, what is your physical issue here? She says she has early stages, uh, you know, um, early onset osteoarthritis throughout her whole body. She says she has mm -hmm. pain in every joint. And she had a big lump on the back of her neck as well. And I said, are you in pain? She says, oh, yeah, I'm in pain. Eight out of 10 all the time. Doctors can't mm -hmm. do a thing. She could barely walk. I said, can you uh, touch your toes? She's like, no. So she puts her hands down to her kneecaps and then she's screaming in pain. I said, okay, stop, that's good enough. And I said, so I'm gonna pray for you. And I couldn't believe I said this. It kind of jumped out of my mouth before I could think about it. So I'm gonna pray for you and God's gonna heal you right now. No, mm -hmm. that had never happened for me. It had never happened, but I said it. So I was, I was out, on the, out on the limb, you know? Mm -hmm. So could I pray for you? She said, yeah. And I said, okay, so you just relax. I'll do the praying and then God's gonna take all your pain away. She's like, okay. So I put my hand on her and I spoke to the arthritis in her body and pain. And I said, right now, I command all this arthritis come out of this body now in Jesus' name. Every muscle, ligament, joint, you know, tendon be healed right now. And then here's what I did. This is where I put into action what I believe God had just shown me about the natural mind. Instead of saying, be healed right now. And then my mind's going, sure hope this works. I said, be healed right now. And at that point, I just shut everything down. And when my mind tried to speak within me to say, but what if I just say, silent, mm. silent, but, but you've never seen this before. And I just took a moment of silence and I quieted everything down to complete silence, said nothing, did nothing, just kept my hand on her for a moment. Then I said, all right, now touch your toes. And she looked at me like I'm nuts. You know, I, you know, I can't. I said, you can now. I couldn't believe I said that, but I did. <laughs> and she reached out and touched her toes. She stood straight up. All the pain was gone. She still has no arthritis to this day. And uh, the lump on her back of her neck is gone. So she was wow. absolutely completely healed. So I found the key. The key was this whole time I was trying to get my natural mind on board with spiritual things, trying to get it to come into agreement. So it's kind of like if you lived in an apartment with a roommate that's an atheist and mm. another friend comes over who needs healing and you say to the atheist, come on over here, let's, let's join together in faith and pray for this person. Well, you know what? You need to put the atheist out of the room. Mm -hmm. So your natural mind is kind of the atheist. So, so what, people walking around that don't have the spirit of God, they've got this natural mind that does not understand the things of the spirit. And, it, and the Bible says, and it never will. So we've been trying to retrain this thing for years and years and years. And really, you just need to tell it to shut up. And that's the key. Well, and I was just sitting here thinking, I was like, you, you just simply took authority over it. That's really yeah. what you were doing. You were yeah. taking authority over that carnal mind and you were operating with the mind of Christ. Yes. Yes.
And so, you know, the Bible says, be transformed by the renewal of our minds so that we may prove what the, what the will of God is. And and is it, it's not necessarily uh, renewing our carnal mind. It's, it's it's being transformed by receiving the mind of Christ. Yeah. This is something that's uh, an important thing. If you have, um, you know, something that is worn out, that was new at one time, and now it's worn out. If you renew it, you take it back to its original state of being, Mm. the way it was at the beginning. So renewing the mind isn't taking your carnal mind and making it spiritual because the Bible says that can't happen. Mm. Renewing your mind is, is renewing the way you think back to the way it originally was, which is in the garden. It didn't have the carnal mind interfering. It was just spirit to spirit. Mm-hmm. So we, re, we, we, we go back to this place of where before the fall, where our mind is just the mind of Christ. It's the mind of God. And it's not the natural mind tied to this natural world, the fallen mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so interesting because I'm sitting here thinking about the gifts of the spirit and how a lot of times when we operate in them, they completely bypass the, the carnal always mind. Do. Yes, so that's the key. Have you ever been, you know, when we pray in the spirit, uh, and we'll just get, you know, a revelation. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll, I'll just look at somebody and I'll just know something. It's a gut yes. knowing yeah. um, it completely by it's, it's not that I thought it in my mind. It's not that right. I knew that about them in the past or whatever. It's just that I knew by revelation, something right. that completely bypassed my brain and, right. ev- and everything. That's yeah, really interesting. What- and what you, that's always the way it works. Like if, for example, um, you speak in tongues. So when you speak in tongues, do you think up each word before it comes out your mouth? No, you actually shut your mind off and just let your mouth go, you know, exactly. it's come from the spirit. Exactly. It's the same with prophecy, prophecy. You don't yep. think up the whole prophecy, you write it down and say, okay, here it is. You just let it flow by bypassing the natural mind. Yeah. So that's what you're doing. When you're saying you see somebody and you just know something, Mm -hmm. Uh, like a word of knowledge, you know, you have a word of Mm -hmm. knowledge about them, something that you know, that was revealed to you by the spirit. And, but what you've done when you said, you know, bypass the the natural mind, the carnal mind, what you're doing though, is you're telling your carnal mind, um, even though this doesn't make sense to you, you know, like yourself, you might say, well, that's kind of weird, but I'm going to step out on a limb and say it, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What you're doing is you're telling your carnal mind, I'm ignoring you right now because it's saying, don't do it. Don't do it. (laughs) Yes. Right. Yeah. I always tell people on this podcast, we bow our heads below our hearts. Yeah. Exactly. What you're saying is, is taking authority over that mindset. And I, you know, one of my favorite ways, you know, I think to access that. And I wonder if, you know, this is why the enemy has tried so hard to oppress the gift of speaking in tongues, because I find yeah. that that will oftentimes open up that realm because yeah. you are in fact, just like you said, turning your mind off and letting it flow through you. Yeah. And then from there we get visions, we get impressions, we get mm-hmm. revelation, knowledge coming to us, words of knowledge, things like yes. that, you know? Absolutely. Hmm. Very interesting. I love it. Thank you so much, Tom. It's awesome. I want you to talk about uh, our identity. You mentioned it a little bit before where you said that you often hear people saying, well, I'm still a sinner or I'm still this, that, or the other. And, you know, a lot of times we have this misconception of humility in the body of Christ where people, we, we, people will think, oh, you know, it's being prideful by saying I'm not a sinner anymore, or, you know, that's no longer my identity, but truthfully, true humility is agreeing with God. Yeah. So it does sound humble and we've heard people say it and we've heard people sing songs, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm just a worm and I'm a sinner saved by grace, but it doesn't matter what we say. What matters is what the word declares about us. Yes. And so, so arrogance is saying, uh, well, I know God says that, but I'm going to think otherwise. I'm going to say otherwise. That's arrogance. Exactly. It's not arrogant to it's not arrogant to claim that we have what God says we have. That's not arrogance. That's just acknowledgement of the facts. So if I was, no matter how good I was at, at being a son, if my father was a king and I was born to my father, I could say I'm a prince. You go, well, you're not a very good one. Well, regardless, I'm a prince because by 
by my heritage. So when the Bible says we're sons and daughters of God, we are, you know, we are. Mm-hmm. And when it says God's our father, he is. And when it says that he's given us his spirit and that we have, uh, you know, the power of the Holy Spirit living within us and we're temples of the Holy Spirit, then we are. And when the Bible says that we've been, though we were unrighteous, we've been considered through, because of the blood of Christ righteous, then, then we are. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people's problems is that they can't walk in their identity of who they are because they feel that, you know, they're, it's a sham. Like, like, I don't feel like it. And I say to people sometimes, I say this, I said, you know what? There's some days you don't feel spiritual. That's just mm-hmm. the way it is. Doesn't mean you're not, doesn't mean you're a different person. It's just mm-hmm. your feelings. And you can't walk by sight or by feelings. You have to walk by faith. So I say, I say, so next time, you know, you don't feel like you're your mother's son or daughter, call up your mom and say, mom, I'm having a problem today. I don't feel like I'm your son or daughter. Mm -hmm. Your mom's going to say, are you nuts? I know you are. Yeah, but I don't feel it. It's like, well, it doesn't matter if you feel it or not. It's a fact. I was there. You were born. You're mine. Well, (laughs) it's the same way in the kingdom. Same way in the kingdom. You may not feel it today. It really doesn't make any difference. You're his son. You're his daughter. And also mm-hmm. some people think, well, if I don't feel it, then I don't think I have the power. That also is a lie that people have embraced. So I, I made this one video. Um, I think it's called Hit by Car, Healed by Jesus. Okay. So anyway, mm-hmm. I made this one video where I had a bad attitude one day. I didn't feel like a son. I felt very carnal. I had a bad attitude. And I made a video anyway. I said, listen. Right now, I don't feel like I have any power. I don't feel like a son. I'm kind of grouchy right now because of some stuff that happened. I said, but I'm going to go out there and prove that no matter what I feel, I am who God says I am. And I went out that day and I had three healings that I videoed. And they were some of the most spectacular ones I've ever seen when I felt nothing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I was proving the fact it doesn't have anything to do with your feelings. It has everything to do with what God has said. So I prayed for these people and, and I was kind of even kind of curt, kind of abrupt. I go, okay, so what's, the, what's your problem? You know, well, this, this, okay, well, be healed in Jesus name. Yeah. You know, and they go, oh, I'm healed. I'm healed. I go, well, let's move on to the next one. You know, but I proved that, you know, I didn't wait for the anointing to feel it. That's not, you don't have to do that. I've, and I've taken so many people out that say, I don't feel anything. I said, yeah, I know you don't have to. So just do what I tell you right now. Just put your hands on that person. <laughs> say these words and they do it and they're healed. They go, oh, is that it? Yeah, that's it. You're just being who you actually are. You're just living it out without, without uh, questioning it. You're just using your authority and God does the work. God does the miracle. I love it so much. I absolutely love it. You know, the enemy loves to try to get us into that realm of depending on you know, our feelings and feeling spiritual and, you know, you go to the prayer group and you work up your worship, right? Now you feel super spiritual. Now you feel like you can go pray for people. And I've, I've experienced the same thing too, where I'm, I'm at my worst and, you know, my friend's like, Holy Spirit's all over you. And I'm like, what are you talking (laughs) about? (laughs) Right. 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 I love it so much. It just doesn't have anything to do with us. You know, I was, I was sitting here thinking, I just had a really bad day and I did some things I, I, I wasn't proud of. It just kind of came out of my mouth. I was just having a tough day. Yeah. And, you know, I was like, I know this is a prime opportunity for the enemy to come. See, 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 you're not the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Right. And I had to tell myself, yes, I still am. Yes. Jesus yeah. still died. Yes. I'm still yeah. washed blood of the lamb. Yes. He's still raised as a divine receipt of my justification before God. Mm-hmm. These things mm-hmm. are also still true. It's they just how it are. is. Right. How it is. And <laughs> who are we to question it? If God says it, who are we to question it? You know? That's right. That's right. Yeah. You got it. I love it. I love it so much. Tom, is there anything burning on your heart that you'd like to say directly to our listeners right now? Uh, yeah, I, the book that I wrote is called Unlocking Kingdom Power. It's on Amazon, but, but I want you to know the crux of the message, which is this. Not only is it, it'll give people clear instruction for how they can walk in miraculous power, but they need to understand the, the necessity of this, necessity of every believer, every mm-hmm. believer, not just like, I'm evangelist, I feel called. Oh, I'm called to be a pastor doesn't mm-hmm. matter what you think you are. You're a child of God. You're an ambassador of Christ. And everybody walking in kingdom power 
wherever they're at, wherever they're planted, you know, in their job as a plumber, right, in their school, uh, as a student, uh, in, their, in their home, as a husband or wife or whatever, wherever you're at, wherever you're planted, you are called to walk in God's power and authority and demonstrate his spirit. And a lot of people think that's for special people. And, and mm-hmm. the book will let you know that is for every person. Every one of us is called to ministry. The Bible says we're called to the ministry of reconciliation. That means Amen. bringing people back to the Father. We're called to do that. And we're also gifted because he's given us every spiritual gift uh, because the Holy Spirit himself lives within us. So anything mm-hmm. you need to tap into spiritually is there. It's there for you. And so people need to understand that you have a short time on this earth. And uh, I always give this analogy. I say, you're, you're on the Titanic, the boat sinks, and you're in the water paddling around freezing cold water, and you've got maybe 15 minutes to live before you freeze. And somebody reaches over the edge of a lifeboat, pulls you in, and you're grateful. Mm-hmm. I've been saved. I've been saved. But now you're wrapped in a blanket. You've been saved from the frozen waters. And there's somebody right next to the boat, flapping around, paddling around, saying, what about me? Yeah. Are you going to pull them in the boat? Or are you just going to watch them drown? You see, we think once I get saved, I'm good. That's for other people. It's like, no, we need to be pulling people into the boat. <laughs> and, and here's the thing I found is that um, everybody, and I'm saying this, you know, without qualification, every single Christian can do the things that I do. Every single Christian can walk in miraculous power, every single Christian can heal. You say, well, I thought you had the gift of healing. Well, if you have the gift of healing, you can walk in healing uh, even without understanding. But if you don't have the gift of healing, what you need is understanding of how to work in authority. And if you understand how to work with the authority of God, then anybody can do it. Because the Bible says this, these signs shall follow them that believe. They will lay their hands on the sick. They shall recover. That's all of us. That's all Mm -hmm. of us. And what I found is is that's the door opener. Some people say that healing is the dinner bell to the gospel. That's the door opener for so many people that don't even know what they're looking for or don't think they have an interest in God is once they've been touched by the healing power of God, suddenly everything changes. It is the best witnessing tool I've ever seen. Where I used to see, I used to see at one time, you know, in in a year of of handing out uh, tracts and witnessing to people, I might see one, two people saved, you know, out on the streets, but now I might see eight in one day because they're being touched by the spirit of God. So when Jesus sent the 72 out, when he sent the 12 out, he sent them out with with two tools to use. He says, first of all, declare the word. And in those days, the word was the kingdom of heaven is near. He said, and then do this, heal the sick, cleanse the, and, and cast out demons. So those are still the best combination for presenting the gospel is healing the sick, casting out demons and giving the word, the word on its own to a lot of people will just be someone's opinion, someone's theory, someone's religion. But when you couple the word with the power of God, suddenly Mm -hmm. God is present and it's God's word. Amen. Amen. I love it. You know, I'm so glad that you said that because that analogy of the boat sinking and the, you know, will you pull the person, you know, the next person up? I'm so glad that you said that because Jesus sees the people hurting in this world and he doesn't look away and neither should we, neither should we. Yes. Thank you so much, Tom. Will you pray for our listeners that they can begin to start walking in these things because we have a great commission to fulfill and we need every single one of us operating in power and authority and love. Yes, absolutely. So Heavenly Father, I thank you, Father, for every person that has tuned in today to listen to this podcast. I thank you, Lord, that you brought them to this place at this at this point in time so that they could hear these words because you're calling on them lord you're calling on them to be your your hand extended lord you're calling on them to be ambassadors of christ and i say father just let uh, the words that have been spoken let them be planted deeply in their hearts let them uh, uh, grow strong roots and let them bear much fruit lord give each person uh, your heart for the lost give each person your heart for representing the kingdom and uh, give each person, Lord, the understanding of who they are in you 
and don't let them be persuaded otherwise by the by the enemy lord i just thank you for them lord let your word come alive in their hearts right now let their holy spirit within them be stirred up right now father in jesus name that they would have the uh, drive and the unction and the motivation to get out there and to be uh, a representative of the kingdom today in jesus name i just thank you for each and every one of them and lord uh if they have any physical issues, if there is any sickness, if there is any pain, Lord, I just speak over it. And I just say to these people, I say, just receive this. Don't even pray with me. Just receive this. I just say in Jesus name, I speak to every sickness, every disorder, every disease and every pain. I say, come out right now in the name of Jesus. And I say, be made whole in Jesus name right now. We call it done. Amen. Amen. As you were praying that last part, I saw an image of the eyes of God and tears just rolling down his face. He wants his people free. He wants, he's, he's crying tears of joy to see, I'm sorry, his sons and his daughters and his people free. Not only free, but walking in power. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Thank you so much, Tom. This has been so fun. Oh, thank you so much. It was a great pleasure. Well, I hope and I pray today's episode has blessed you. I will have links from today's podcast and resources in the show notes on cpnshows.com under Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find additional resources to connect with us and our special guest, Tom Loud. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless. Thanks so much for tuning into this week's episode of Revealing Jesus with Christina Pereira. I hope today's episode has blessed you. Please subscribe, share it with your friends, and don't forget to sign up for our ministry mailing list for more encouraging content about our beautiful Savior, Jesus. Just text JESUS to 1-833-815-7778. That's 1-833-815-7778. Seven 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 eight, And of course, it's your turn now to join the conversation. Send me your burning questions, leaders you would like to hear from in the body of Christ, your testimonies, and more. Just click join the conversation in the show notes. And for more information about our ministry, visit us at ChristinaPereira.org. Until next week, may grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of Jesus. God bless.